Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 74, and tonight we are doing a David Harbour double feature. Double feature David Harbour. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Black Widow, the latest in the MCU, as well as No Sudden Move, the new Soderbergh flick on HBO Max. Stop moving. Me? Well, you can move, just not suddenly. Or all movement sudden. <laughs> <laughs> they happen instantly. <laughs> sure. The beginning does. You exactly. you control how sudden, how long it is. <laughs> it's when I move my arm, it's sudden. It happens right then. You sure. don't know when it's gonna happen. Yeah, but I'm just saying you have to I'm going to move here. Exactly. Otherwise it's all sudden movements. Anyway, <laughs> uh that's coming up on the show. Plus uh what else we've been watching. How you guys doing? Fantabulous. I mean, what's new since a whole week ago when we recorded? Yeah. <laughs> wink, I'm surprised wink. I even got stuff like in, in the amount of time. I mean, I got like the two main movies plus oh, two other movies. movies. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, yeah. Very so nice. quick update. Uh, if you're listening to this and you listen to the last episode, you'll notice it kind of ends abruptly. That is because we did have some technical issues when recording remotely. Zencastic. We lost um, about roughly half of Jacob and Josh's audio. Uh, so no, it was mostly really just Joshua because it was all the extra. Movies. <laughs> I didn't talk <laughs> oh, about that at well, all. Okay, either way, I had no extra. <laughs> the recording from your so. from your end was lost, or about half of it. But we got the main, we got the most important thing out there: the the Zola review. So if you haven't checked it out. Check it out. Should just been and like also go watch Solo. I reply your own to Kyle, so he just talks, and then <laughs> they talk to and do yeah. it. TikTok uh, it's duet. A, it's an interactive TikTok duet. Interactive uh, episode where you answer with Kyle. <laughs> Maybe uh, we will post that sometime in the future, and then you can <laughs> when we get the pat- when we get the Patreon up. It'll be exclusive. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so yeah, just a little peek behind the scenes there that's why it's that's why it's so short that's also why it feels like it's abruptly comes to an end we're just like give our star ratings and they're like all right see the <laughs> 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 comments email us at southern cinema podcast no, um, it's n- nice because this is going to come out soon after so it's kind of yeah. like boom boom yeah yeah and if uh we didn't post it or anything but obviously if you're listening to this you know what we're uh, talking about and it should be obvious anyway black widow is like really the only thing that came out yeah. So I guess uh, because we, oh, Jacob, did you want to do your little thing? Oh, yeah. So okay. I mean, I guess I could do it. No, but I just had well, a question. I don't know what it is. So, so you're. Well, the Bo Burnham. So I have it on my letterbox, but does that count as something I can <laughs> check in? Because it's not a stand up. He's in a room. He's filming himself. Kyle, it says TV series on IMDb. It says TV special. It's TV special, I mean. Yeah. Well, it's not one. It's not TV anyway, though, because it's Netflix. But even if <laughs> I know what you're saying, yeah, it's confusing because it's like a weird thing. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not in front of people. <laughs> so he's filmed it. He was the, he directed the entire. Yeah, but what makes it like even harder episodes? is its feature length. It's no, it's, yeah. it's one it's continuous thing, and oh. it's an hour and a half long. So I said feature length. Yeah, so it's <laughs> almost like a documentary mixed with a musical. I was confused. Let's see what old Google has to say. And it has like fifty thousand check-ins. And letterbox. Well, yeah, but that's because people put it like people are going to check it in if it's available to check in. People check in 
uh, comedy specials all the time or stand-up specials. Really? Yeah. See, those would be easy for me. I'm like, no, that doesn't count. But there's, this there's isn't. There's like a WWE Raw on Letterboxd. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, I, those I are more obvious. This is like very not obvious on what I would consider this. I mean, I'm saying no, but you just, we don't, we still don't have the commandments down. We have not got, we have not dove into the nitty gritty of Because this things. is like an so. appendix or something like, spark, like rule 1A to. What would be the closest thing to this that you can think of? Musical probably. Okay. Because um, it's pretty much just songs with cut jump cuts of him talking in between. What would what do you think? I know my answer to this. What do you think it uh, Hamilton would be? See that one we decide not because it's really just a recording, right? Of, of a play, of a exactly. play, but this isn't a recording. He actually he recorded, edited, and everything, mm-hmm. directed, cinematography, different. I really can't think of it. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen it either, so it's even harder for me to come up with a comparison, but. I don't know. IMDb says TV special. So take what you will. It is a special, but it's just kind of weird thing. It's own thing. Because it's not like a comedy special. It Let's says see a comedy special there. shot and made by Bone Burnham. So it is a comedy special. Yeah. But like it's not. I don't. I would. My, me personally, I wouldn't count it. Like this Bo Burnham. What? Was a comedy special, and that's just stand up. Yes, but it's on Letterboxd and on on IMDb. It says the same thing. It says TV special. But that one, yeah, I would definitely not count. <laughs> I don't know. But it says it's qualified as the same. Well, thing the thing on is, he IMDb. had a special plan, but since it was quarantine, he couldn't do it. So he ended up doing this instead, in place of like a stand up show. So there you go. That should answer your own question. It, <laughs> it's in place of stand up. Yeah, but it replaced it, and uh, it's nothing like a stand-up because yeah. there's no audience or anything. Technically, it's know, going man. to the and movie. it's written, edited, directed, cinematography. It has it's not everything. Pro- it's not produced by him. Well, yeah, that whatever though. And film, it wasn't edited by him either. Yeah, but I mean, he did. He but directed it. It is going to make its way into theaters. For one day only. Rotten Tomatoes inside comedy slash stand up. <laughs> See, that's weird. It's weird. If it, I think if it's a, a, this ambiguous and you have to ask this question, it shouldn't be posted. As a Wikipedia movie. inside is a 2021 American special. Doesn't say film. What or the movie. fuck is that though? <laughs> like, what's a special? Well, special you can click it. Television special, often TV special or rarely television spectacular. It's a standalone television show. Which temporarily interrupts episodic programming. But it was TV. never on TV. <laughs> it's Netflix, though. It's yeah. the same thing. But they have movies. We don't have too. TV. But they, anymore. but they, they have TV too. separate it. It would be, it would very be clearly be labeled TV and film. Yeah, I don't know. What it's, I'm saying is, this is this one. If you have to think about it this much, just don't log it as a movie. Maybe you can log it on Letterbox, but if it's on your top ten, I'll kick you off the show. Well. <laughs> It's not a five. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but your top ten movies of this year? Yeah, the, yeah it, I mean... It'd I be would, high. Your fucking score is way up there. Maybe so. I'll put it in there. And you no. Make Kyle barf. <laughs> I will <I'll>, barf. <laughs> it will ruin your laptop with barf. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about that in the uh, IG thread. Yeah, I say no. 
That's my vote, Josh. I would say no as well. Right. I'll I'll remove it. <laughs> no, you can put it in a letter, but we hey, said that. Log it, but, but it's kind of gross. Taints the waters. <laughs> I have to go back. I might have I to go back and do some revising in my own letter. I took off the Hamilton one because that felt that one I felt more. But this, I don't know. Watch like the first ten minutes and let me tell me what you think it would be. Uh, I don't want to. It doesn't matter though what I what you know like. I don't know. It's classified it's, as a special. Even if it's not stand up, right? You could I could we could film anything that we want. It could be, you know, whatever it is, the setting doesn't matter. If it's made for a TV like it's and it's meant to be a TV special, then it's not a film or movie. Like it's not a TV movie either. What if it is that? <laughs> then they would label it as that. If they want to change the label then by all means what I'll if it gets like an Oscar nod? I don't think it would be possible. I don't know if how it, it does, then maybe that best could musical. Change things. Hmm? It would have to be in like the musical category. Yeah. If it no, does, there's no best musical in the Oscars. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you talking or about the like music. comedy? It could be in comedy though. Oh, like original song. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Music. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh, musical. I gotcha. That it could. There's some good ones in there. Well, if it does, we can revisit this conversation. All right. Then you can put in your top ten by Oscars. Yeah. That's true. If they are classifying it as a movie, then, I mean, it's kind of gross that uh, they would because, obviously, the label is yeah, TV but they, special. But they don't like Netflix anyway, so it probably wouldn't. Uh, I mean, we had a decent amount of Netflix, right? Mm. Irishman. Yeah, that's because it was during pandemic, though. St- no, I'm just saying Marriage Story has been on there. Irishman's been Roma on there. Roma won Best Picture. Roma was a Netflix original. <laughs> Look at them go. They don't like Netflix. I mean, they, that I think that used to be the yeah. Uh, they're warming up to yeah. it. What's yeah. another? There was another one this year that was a Netflix, right? You mean twenty twenty? Yeah. Well, there was well, a lot. Yeah, but that was like pandemic. Everything was online things pretty much. So there's no theaters open. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our beer. This was my pick and we have not featured them on the show but as i have come to find out this is a pretty pre- uh, predominant brewery out of uh indianapolis right oh, oh no monster monster, monster indiana uh so this is from three floyd's brewing company and this is called pear bear uh super highly regarded at least on un- untapped and uh, this is an american wild ale i'll read the description American Wild Ale brewed with pears. <laughs> Let's open her up. <laughs> uh, coming in at 8% ABV. Ooh. No IBUs. Not available. Sour, least. right? Yeah. And I mean, uh, we were we were looking. Well, I guess let's let's drink it and then we'll talk about that real quick. Kind of looks like uh, super cool uh, art. Bottle art reminds me of Meet the Feebles. <laughs> Big Feebles and Five Nights at Freddy mixed together. Big fans of Meet the Feebles on the show. Fuck that. Sh- Peter movie. Jackson. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's crack thinking? it open and then uh, then we'll talk. You more didn't about see it. bad taste either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't mm. think it was that bad. It smells delicious. It's not got good taste though. No, I mean Meet the Feebles. Oh, I haven't seen bad taste. Awful. Oh, you have fucking injured hands. Yeah, my hands don't work so good. You're jerking me off too much. I know. 
That is funky. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> smells like a Flanders red. Oh my god! Holy shit! Yum. <laughs> oh, that it is. Tastes like a Flanders red. Wow. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. <laughs> no. That has to be close. one of the most sour beers. Tastes like vinegar. Oh red. god! Tastes like vinegar. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It kind of does actually. Wow. Like apple cider vinegar. Very vinegary. How old is this beer? I like this taste. It's just the yeah, first fuck, sip man. takes it out of you. When you have to, it you like have to took my more. breath away. Yeah, you got to drink more. Take my <laughs> breath away. So it's still fucking really sour. <laughs> He's like, never mind. It's still sour. Like lick your lips. It's like it's like you just ate sour just candy. Ate something. Yeah, beer. Something sour. You say. I like this. Yeah, I'm adjusted to it now. No, I'm not saying it's not. It's not. Why don't good, you like this? <laughs> this is probably. Why, why do you hate this beer? So why did you say this was the worst beer you ever had? Uh, what, what would cause you to say that? Yeah. Okay. What What we were saying, talking about earlier, is I don't think we've ever had, uh, technically, an American wild ale, on the show. So, yeah. an American wild ale. Let's read the first bit here. Generally refers to beers brewed in America using yeast or bacteria, in <laughs> oh addition God. to. Saccharomyces. Saccharomyces cerevisiae for fermentation. Such beers may be similar to traditional beers such as Lambic and Bruin. Bruin and are typically fermented using a strain of Brotamyces. Brotanomyces. Yep. <laughs> for part or all of the fermentation. All those probiotics in here. So that's what they Kyle, says you, the you use l- of that. read the entire thing and l- didn't use the last sentence. Okay, the use of Britannomyces can result in a funky flavor profile. Examples include Jolly Pumpkin, Persegiter, Avery 15, and Brabant. Well, those are just examples of beer, so it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, so that's what the funky flavor profile comes from. This. Yep. We Blanc. call them. Non spore forming genus of yeast. Call them Brett beers. There you go. Britannomyces. Usually it adds like a bready note though. This is like getting bread. better the more I drink it. Now I'm getting the pear. How have you gotten the pear the whole time? I'm getting it more. Or apple. Is there <laughs> apple in this? No. That's a pear. But note. pear and apples are pretty similar when you ferment yeah. them. Have you ever had a perry? Like oh. a pear wine? No. Very good. It's like a milder. It's similar like apple wine, but like milder. I haven't had that either. Oh, well. <laughs> I've had cherry wine and grape wine. But you probably had cherry flavored wine. No. I was in Travers. Yeah, that they have cherry flavored wine. It was cherry wine. It depends on which one you get. It was it said cherry wine. I went to a winery. <laughs> okay. What winery? Cherry winery. <laughs> <laughs> the one that winery. makes cherry wine. <laughs> yeah. They all make cherry wine. They do there. have some, but some they have like cherry flavored wine. And that's what is that then? Grape wine that yeah. flavored with cherries? Yeah, exactly. Ew. A white wine that's flavored with cherries. Yeah. Blue, like a lot of mixing wine a white and red wine like and being like, this it's is rosé. It's just wine. A it's lot disgusting. of wines are flavored wine. Like peach wine is not peach. That's like gross. It's peach flavored wine. That's gross. It's, it's easier to, to say it's easier to make wine like from grapes and then flavor it than to. It's yeah, way but then that seems gross to me. Why? It's you like could, tainting you the wine. You could have a beer that's flavored with peaches say, yeah, or you can make a beer with peaches. different? Beer's different. 
They don't brew it with peaches. They add Wine, I feel, is supposed to be the simplicity of just the grapes and the way where the dirt is from and yeah. how it's raised, Jacob, the kind of sunlight That's gets. 1% of the population that drinks wine is drinking it for the reason you just said. Mm-hmm. The, the vast majority the are basic white bitches that are drinking Moscato out of drinking a bag. Drinking it for the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> They're they drinking it for the fruity. buzz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something that's easy to drink. And the Michigan palate is so sweet. Compared to the rest, yeah, that's why I did thought I didn't like wine until I lived in France. And there's they don't have a lot of sunlight. It's not like Italian or like Spanish wines or South American wines. It's like French wines are very similar to Michigan wine actually because we have similar acidities. But theirs is way drier. Well, we can make dry wine. We just add sugar to it. Uh Oh, yeah, I like theirs super dry, and that's like all theirs in France. Oh, there's a lot of good bone dry uh, reds and whites in Michigan. Whites more prevalently. I don't know if I've had a lot of Michigan wine. I have. To be fair. I worked anyway. in Michigan wine. <laughs> <laughs> wine Digression. <laughs> uh, I have to read this uh, these flavor notes that is described here. They often have sour notes as well as barnyard, yep. band-aid, animal, mm. or earthy characteristics. Like, is this a little cat pussy to you? <laughs> it tastes exactly like a band-aid. Barnyard's a big one. That, that one Band-Aid, though? Come on. Not Band-Aid. That's gross. I mean, yeah, what those are even, like real taste things. Though, like what does it even taste is like, like a thing. It's not necessarily bad to be a cat piss, but that's, that. a, that's a flavor that note. Yeah, I know. Or cardboard. It's not like a bad taste. It's just a ta- like a set definition of taste. Man. This beer is really good, but this is about it for me. I don't know. I like this a lot. Super sour. But yeah, I like it the more I drink it. And just don't wait more between sips. Pear flavor. Yeah. You keep, uh, <laughs> keep sipping. You got to drink it like Jacob. That's why he likes it so much. Just never stop. But this is more sour than the other wild ales I've tried. Yes. I don't know if it's the pear or something different, but. I don't know. If I drink it quickly, it like starts burning the back of my throat from the <laughs> acidity. I feel my teeth being rotted away. So sorry. All right. Um, anything else on Pear Bear? Delicious. If you find it near you, try it. Well, Unless if you, you hate Michigan, sour beers. You should be able to now. Uh. All right. So you guys ready to get into these reviews? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to start with Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow is directed by Kate Shortland. It is written by Eric Pearson. Uh, Jack, I would say. Schaefer. Jacques. And uh, Ned Benson. Well, it's a girl, so I didn't. Yeah, I don't think it's Jack. Oh, I didn't see the name. <laughs> um, it stars Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, and Rachel Weiss. Uh, plot synopsis reads, A film about Natasha Romanoff in her quest between the films Civil War and Infinity War. Well, let's take a listen to a clip. Okay, you got a plan, or shall I just stay duck and cover? My plan was to drive us away. Well, your plan sucks. You're welcome. All right, what did you guys think of Black Widow? It's fine. I enjoyed it. <laughs> the end. Now, why? <laughs> what was the reason for the decision to use like all American actors to do 
Russian accents, but uh, would you rather <laughs> him get Russian people to do American accents? Yeah, American or what is favorite? I, I think British? a lot of Russian people can British probably speak English, so can you just get Russian people other than you know obvious the obvious one? Pick a Russian person <laughs> you want to see on the screen. That's a I don't American care. Well, I'm sure they have good actors and actors. I didn't say that, but it's about. it's not a Russian film. Is it though? <laughs> no, it's American. A lot of Russian accents in it. That's fine, but it it wasn't made in Russia. But it was mm-hmm. filmed. <laughs> no, it was filmed in Budapest. 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 Norway. It never even touched Russia. No. Well, they were in Saint Petersburg. I mean, they were Russia? in the area. I remember. Anyway. So I that was St. Petersburg, Florida. Action, pretty fun. Oh, it had a problem with the shaky cam thing that makes it kind of hard to follow it sometimes, but not uh, egregiously so. So some fun set pieces, good special effects, but as per usual, this probably costs like half a billion dollars to make. So mm, uh, I doubt that. I know, lots of money though involved, I'm sure. And I mean, what is this? Not really a prequel. I guess it's a prequel. It's between two films, I yeah. guess. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was fine. I a lot of things that don't make sense, but again, with these kind of movies, it's not meant to be tell. This is kind of like the argument you guys are using for uh, Independence Day. It's not trying to be anything. It's just dumb and uh, not trying to over. I think that things. this is trying to <laughs> say something. This is trying to be. I mean, what? All I think all Marvel films are pretty similar in what they're going for. Yeah. Especially the ones that tie so closely to the Avengers storyline. Yeah. Did you see what they said by the way? They're no longer doing multi movie contract deals for mm-hmm. Marvel. I did. So it's gonna be like a bunch of one offs pretty much now. Thank God. Well, you mean the actors? Yeah. Well, possibly. I mean, they're not going to bring them in. Exactly. There's not yeah. going to be like a long end game, like ten movies all. But running. at that point, as an actor, wouldn't you just want to keep doing them? No, because a lot of them get big and they want to do other things, but they were locked into that contract, so they couldn't. Yeah, but I'm saying is, like, I know, like, uh, or Chris Marvel's going to get fucked, which is fine with Evans. me. Evans, he left, right? He's out. The movie's going like, to be huge. They're going to want to guarantee a sequel, and then the actor has more. Uh, command power to demand money mm-hmm. which is fine with me take the money from disney they have it they fucking have it that's for sure mm-hmm. um you done mm-hmm. yeah uh it was pretty good um you know nothing outstanding i don't really care for superhero movies that much anymore like i kind of they kind of got burned out by now so like seeing another one that's doing the exact same thing as all the other ones are just like it's just very mad at me i haven't i couldn't tell you didn't inject some self-awareness until like like yeah Yeah. well that was that was cringe because then they were like overdoing it yeah anyway um yeah i didn't you know it had your classic marvel trying to inject comedy in it and it just fell flat every time but well not every time i think maybe kind of once or twice i had a little bit of you must have been in our theater what did people laugh? Yeah, there was a little, there was only like three people in there with me. There was a good twenty, probably. I went, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, nine forty-five in the morning. There was like, there was at least $15 six dollars shows. I went at ten thirty. Yeah, and there was like no one. 
There's literally two people in front of me, two people behind me and me. No oh, weird. Anyway. That's it. Well, Sunday's different too. Yeah, Sunday. Anywho. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, it was better than I thought it would be, which is good, but still. Yeah, that's true. Didn't really care <laughs> about it, nor do I care about. This is probably the first superhero movie I've seen since, I don't know. I think the last one I saw was like Deadpool 2, maybe 2. I saw, I've seen most of the Avengers movies. I haven't seen, I've seen. I've like, seen all the Avengers I've movies. I've seen only two of the Avenger movies. Most of the. Universe. Two of the Thor movies. I haven't seen. I've only seen Ragnarok for Thor though, and I haven't seen the That's one. All you need to see. Uh, Mar- Marvel girl. What's her Captain name? Marvel. Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I've only seen the two. I haven't seen that one either. Two of the Captain. And America I haven't seen movies. all the Iron Mans either. Yeah, don't care. I've seen the first, and that's it. Anyway, <laughs> I guess I've seen less. Night, don't really care for the Marvel universe anymore. It's burned to the ground for me. Well, it's. Got a lot more, and we're probably going to watch all of them. So I'm excited for Eternals. That That's interesting. Lit. And well, also that, uh, I forget, the Ten Rings one is coming Shang-Chi. out September. Mm-hmm. Very soon. Yeah. That looks interesting. It looks like Kung Fu movies are coming back a bit. There's a Snake Eyes yeah, movie, Snake Eyes. too, mm-hmm. which has a guy from Raid. Is that what he's from? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about the main character. He's not from that. I thought he was. No, he's from Crazy Rich. Oh, that's right. He was in the Gentleman. That we just—that's right. I knew him from. (laughs) I know I seen him something recently. I was thinking maybe the other guy wasn't from. No, I don't know where that guy's from. Never seen him before. Either way, anyway, like Snake Eyes is like British, I think. He is. Well, no, maybe like Hong Kong. They have British accents. His name's like Henry Golding. So maybe Hong Kong. Pretty sure he's British. They have British accents in Hong Kong. Yeah, but they're filmed gentlemen. I don't know. Anyway, go. <laughs> uh, I actually thought it was. I was. I hate Disney and Marvel movies for the most part, right? No surprise there. Um, and I thought watching the trailers, I thought this one was going to be better. I was actually kind of excited for it for whatever reason. Well, actually, I know the reason. It's, I thought it was not going to be as... girl was in it. T- well, Florence Pugh. <laughs> it wasn't going to be as tied to the Marvel Universe. And it is kind of. It's not like really, but they have to force in all these ties still. They do and that, it's, of yeah. course, more grounded. There's not like a lot of superhero action. Like one guy who's Right, one guy superhero. has like actual yeah. superpowers, sure. Um, but... By the end of it, I really hated like the third act, everything like it just I thought it was dumb and the writing really just I mean, it wasn't ever great, but it would went really just off the rails, like just all of the adding in these things like conveniences and stuff like that. There's no setup for it. It's just like, oh, there's a reason she can't do this because of this X, Y and Z. Like, let's just we got to add that in. So that way this makes sense. And it's just like. Payoff after payoff. Oh, I bet I know one cut that you hated. Okay, I can already think about it. Is it spoiler? I mean, you can't get anything out of it, but okay, technically, uh, yeah, it just seemed like they had this idea to fill in this gap of time, and that it wasn't like a super well thought out story or anything. It just was like, we got to fill in this gap of time. Everybody's been wanting a Black Widow movie, so 
here it is. And yeah, all the stuff with like the relationships between them too felt super forced. Like, yeah, I thought it didn't the, feel really I, any connection I, between them. I thought the sister one was the strongest and the other ones were really weak. I liked Florence Pugh and David Harbour. I mean, I thought they were like the bond they made later made was like kind of nice, but I don't feel like it felt natural that they would fall into that that quickly because right. It just was weak early on because he was he was only in the family part for like two seconds, right? Yeah, like we have to care. Like these characters are all new to the universe, and they just don't. I mean, you can get character development in one movie, and I just don't feel like any of that was really going yeah. on. Versus like the mom, she was in it for a little bit. The dad, he literally walked in, and that was like his time. Yeah. Uh. So, I don't know. Overall. I guess I would say I was disappointed, but kind of should have expected that also. I just had a little bit more anticipation going into this movie because it's Black Widow. It's not Thor or Iron Man or whatever. Yeah. So how do you feel about these next ones coming up? Uh, Eternals, I could give two shits about. Uh, Shang-Chi looks That's the, the one most I'm interesting most because about. of, yeah, like the all Asian cast, the Kung Fu nature of it. And I literally don't know how that's tied into Marvel. Like, if that's not as little to no ties besides, like, an end credit scene, then that's perfect. Yeah. Did you guys stay? No. I mean, I never stay. Okay. I didn't either. (laughs) But, yeah, that's the one I'm most excited about. If you want something to be in your movie and you want us to know it, put it in the movie. They kind of do have to mention, because if it takes place at any timeline, basically, you have to mention the Avengers, because otherwise it would be weird that they're not. It's like a daredevil like it's like he's doing all these things and like they never if he didn't talk about them the big guys and it'd be weird it would feel like it's out of the universe yeah yeah like all the times they bring up the avengers in this movie which i mean she is an avenger but yeah it was too much same time yeah but i mean like just a throwaway well how would you know what did say it 10 times in the movie i mean you know black widow's (laughs) in the avengers yeah and um, the end scene too, like the very end scene, like j- it was just so well, yeah, it's tacked stupid. on because uh, like we have to know, oh, now this is this is the same look that she has going into uh, Infinity War or whatever. And, you know, like, oh, we have to know that she's <laughs> this is where she got this jet and stuff. It's like, I don't need to know that. Like if, if you know where this movie falls chronologically in the storyline. Which and that's the end scene was should, just so right? pointless. I, I thought it was fine where it, when it cut to black the first time. That I was know, fine. I'm saying it's literally the biggest movie ever. So, Endgame. Okay, sure. It is right. Yeah, when they re-released mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. So, Avatar will probably get re-released when the sequel comes out and take the spot back. The thing, yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Anyway, uh, okay. I guess that's general thoughts. Is there what uh, specifics do you want to discuss? I just want to talk about the gross scene with the um, the ear pieces. Oh, like it cut literally to another scene to show that when you could have just he's like, wait, why don't I have an earpiece? Yeah, it does like a little she could have just been yeah, like, I know. well, I only had one pair. Instead, yeah. it literally had a whole extra scene just to show I only have one. Again, pair. that's part of the third act where it's like everything just feels like okay we got to here and then they're they're on a cliff okay we need to like you know build the next piece of the bridge okay we're at we're at the cliff again like build the next piece it's it's all like exactly what's in front of us 
it doesn't feel like any of that stuff happens cohesively. I don't know. It's just, oh, I hated yeah. the third act so much. And then obviously I felt like this was trying to say about how women are treated in oh, yeah. like society. And child slavery or yeah. whatever. Yeah. What was <laughs> Ray Winstone's characters? Was he supposed to be Russian or English? Who? He was Russian. Because he. Yeah, I his accent tell. was terrible. Horrible. Ray Winstone was god awful. He sounded movie. like The Departed still. Like he still had his box Boston like, yeah accent. He, he could not do it. But trying to be Russian, but it was also like French, like English. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. Oh, I didn't even know he was trying to be British. Yeah, that was really bad. Was he? I think he was trying to. No, be I think Russian. he was trying to. Be I Russian. mean Russian. Yeah, I didn't even know he was trying to yeah, be Russian. He I sounded th- English. Yeah, he just sounded British. <laughs> but I don't know if he was. That's why I'm asking it. Was he trying to be? Yeah, his name is Drakov. So. Well, yeah, but he's he's the leader of he's a general oh, the from room, the yeah, Russian. Yeah, yeah like I don't know. I felt like Russian. the Russian accents in general were kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, like pretty bad, pretty bad. Even Florence Pugh, she lost it quite a bit. Well, yeah. technically, she was American, just learned the Russian accent. So you would not, you would think until three though. No, yeah. she was older than that. Mm-hmm. Six. She was six. Oh. They got her when she was three. She lived with them for three years. Oh, okay. Then she was six. I see. And then went back. Okay. And the, okay. Still. And but she learned, like, Eng- like, the way she learned how to talk was not Russian. You know, she learned English, American English. So you would think that the accent would break every once in a while. Yeah. Drakov had no excuse. And then David Harbour was also American for three years. But his accent was But okay. he was from Russia yeah. originally, so... You think he would just? I didn't think his was that, that bad, though. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, he was probably the better. None of them were perfect, but of the performances, yeah. Um, it just that's why I felt weird that I'm like, I don't like Rachel Russian? Weiss as an actress. I found that out. She's good. I, I like her. Was, yeah, I don't like her. I didn't <laughs> like her in Fountain. Didn't like her in this. The two most recent films I've seen her in. <laughs> What are they of? Uh, the favorite? I haven't seen it. Boom. Gotta watch that. Lobster, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the kind of... It doesn't really have a style, but the... It feels a little bit darker than most Marvel mm-hmm. movies, I would say. I don't know. Endgame kind of added that, too, with being I've a little bit Endgame. more violent. Especially, like, Iron Man. Like Never seen it. I yeah, we haven't seen it. Oh. Yeah, like, because when her eye was all fucked up, she, like... Well, she, her fucking foot was all mangled, or her leg well, was all yeah, mangled. Yeah, I saw that, but then I was like, is it mangled, or does she just have, no, like, those well, flexible knees? No, it broke, because it like, said Drakov saw it was flashing on her leg, so he terminated. Uh, I was talking about, yeah, that, I guess, but, like, the even, like, the opening credits scene. Dude, that was dope when they were... Inter- yeah, that, I like that scene a lot. I like when they go where they were showing like him the with credits, all the people. But getting what happens to get there, it just didn't seem to make sense. Like like the plane scene to Cuba. Yeah, they yeah. land there, and then like it sounds like he's handing them over to her, but then they're in a shipping crate full of like yeah. kids. It's like wait, weren't wouldn't he just take them up to like the red room or whatever with him? Like yeah. why are they in like a shipping crate now with know. a bunch of other kids? Well, that know. was before <laughs> they he was up in the sky, right? Yeah, because. He went up in the sky after Black Widow killed his daughter. Blew up his oh. 
Okay, his sure. office thing. Yeah, and then he had to. But keep so, what's the? I there. don't understand the necessity of like that. He they he has them in his possession already. What's? Well, she was, and then they made like a a like a I don't know what what the word I'm looking for, but like they made it seem like she had or uh, Natasha had been through it before, because she said that you were younger. Yeah. So why would she have to go through it again? I mean, she started her training and then she finished her training because they train into adults, right? Yeah, but she was she was in it until she was older. Yeah, but she was still like eight or twelve, ten. Because they said like you were much. She said that, or David Harbor said that you were younger than she was, and she was only six. I mean, she did know how to fight, kind of. She kicked that right out of the guy's hand, and like, Mm -hmm. I figured she started her training, then they did her undercover for three. Years and Maybe I feel like they said it training. like, I feel like they might have said that she went through it four times. Was that a thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't remember also, though. I feel so. like something about her, her saying something about four times. Like they took her away when she was little and put her through this basically from a kid. And then she went undercover for the whatever, three years. And then they took her back. Yeah, there's just a lot of like kind of confusing plot stuff in this which I guess is like pretty inconsequential but also again just goes back to the writing I don't think is like the strongest I do yeah, think I kind of like the darkness of her actually killing uh, that little girl because like she like I had to take him out I'm like that's collateral damage but then she also is not dead so yeah. does it really which, have how any did she weight survive? to it at all <laughs> how did she survive how yeah. does anybody well, survive probably... anything in this movie yeah how did, they're all because she all is a normal people. human yeah, yeah and she like, gets rolled in a car like 50 times with no injuries. Like, you're still human. Yeah, it's kind of like her and Hawkeye, right? Because he was a yeah. regular mm-hmm. guy, too. So is Batman. That's yeah, but that. he doesn't take as much of a beating as like these. He also has a suit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't have much protection. There's got to be something, right? I mean, his suit's bulletproof, right? No. Batman? Batman? Yeah. That's why he no, used no, some, because he says versions, he says, yes. "Is it bulletproof?" And he goes, "No, but it'll stop a dog bite." In some versions, it is no. Though. That was because they had to change it so he could bend his neck, and now it wasn't. But no he blocked it. Yeah, I think his cape. Like is, I think Woman. his cape is always bulletproof. Yeah, I thought they made it more flexible. Sometimes is, sometimes isn't. And then, yeah, it wasn't as whatever. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter <laughs> at all. <laughs> Literally makes Say no that. difference. <laughs> I do Let's edit that into the yeah. Dark Knight premium. I do like in this one though that I felt that I understood the story enough. Like it felt like a good standalone movie for me. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen Civil War nor have I seen Winter Soldier, so I don't know. The yeah, but before. I don't remember anything about either of those. But I don't remember. Th- I don't know anything about the before and after of it. So. Like this one felt fine to me, not no, not even knowing that there was that it was in between the two. Yeah, like I feel like this was a decent standalone. I mean, the Sokovia is Accord's kind of like a big thing in this movie. I don't know what that is. But yeah, that's that didn't bother you not knowing what that is. No, I just assumed it was a fucking a lot like a enemy force or something. It's like they are they're under <laughs> arrest after. Uh, after the Sokovians, which was in um, the second one, what's that movie called? Avengers: Age of Ultron. I, that's I think that's the only one. Actually, how many is there? A lot. Four? There's four Avengers movies. I've seen one. Mm. Well, anyway, 
they like blow up this city or whatever, and um, maybe two. Then they're like on the hunt, and What's that's the why Civil the... War they split factions because of that. What's the one with the the destroyer? What it was like? It was so loud, and it like shot out of its face. Or is that Thor? That's Thor. I okay. haven't seen those. So. The Ali Portman's in it. Yeah, that's Thor. Okay. <laughs> the first one. That was a long time ago. That's when he had the blonde eyebrows. Yeah. Um, another thing I hated, the whole, uh, just how it works. Like, I know you have to suspend your disbelief in this universe. There's obviously tons of things that aren't real, but in a more grounded movie, just the whole, uh, the mist, the antidote yeah. how, and how oh, it yeah. works. Well, the whole thing, though. His, I was like, this is so his corny. His pheromones. Well, yeah, yeah that stop, stop them from stabbing yeah, or shooting him. So much uh, science. Like you can do anything else but pull a trigger, you know. I'm like, can't you just stay further away? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't smell him. You don't have to sever your fuck. She's like, to- I'll hold my breath. She's like, well, not for that long. You don't <laughs> like, have to bust what? your fucking nose. You can shoot him from. Which that didn't make like. Yeah, that's can't you just severed. plug your nose like right? She said, "All because all she did was hit her nose, right?" To sever, you don't need something. to. That won't sever the nerve. It's just gonna f- fuck it up. Yeah, yeah that, that was weak. That's again all. That's all in the third act. All things I hated. <laughs> yeah, the third act was weak, but and the, the same action thing with was the, cool. Well, yeah, the same thing with the that the bomb. You know, the antidote bomb. Okay, we're getting into spoilers territory now. Spoilers but from this point on. She like grabs a the vials like the cluster of them and never shows separating different ones throws it in and then after that goes off and uh cures the other widows she just finds like two random vials on the floor in order to move the plot along that oh take this and and replicate it later and like to give the daughter to release the daughter yeah, like just a quick shot, a quick thing of her pulling one of the vials out of the cluster like and putting it in one, her pocket. Yeah. Come on, like it's fucking. Yeah, but Florence Pugh didn't grab the two vials. She get, she ended up getting them back. Yeah, but I she know. I'm saying they, she should have thought, thought of that ahead of time. Exactly. Instead of just grabbing the cluster, you never see any of that. She just throws it in, and then the vials are found on the ground. Just two happened to not yeah, blow by up. Black Widow. Exactly. Yeah. Dumb. But I just accepted that none of it made sense at that point. So again, all part of the third act. It's yeah. terrible. It's trash. <laughs> just like yeah, that makes no sense. But sure. Yeah. Uh, once yeah, they try to just. I think they try to just tie in too many things by the ending, and I don't know. I like the simplicity that was going on in the beginning. Pretty much everything after, I don't know, the prison escape. And they, even like the helicopter cla- crash is again. This is just like nitpick, but she says, "Oh, we don't have enough gas to get to St. Petersburg." And then they they do get there technically because they walk the rest of the way like, in <laughs> like twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah. And the f- helicopter f- f- fell straight down. And just landed it, nice like, and softly. <laughs> like gravity doesn't doesn't just stop forward moment- momentum. Like when you run out of doesn't gas, matter. you're you're. you're Vehicle doesn't go straight down. Still better, more realistic than Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> yes. That it is. It still makes more sense. This was sense. significantly better than the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, that was like a thing where it was shot that way to get like a comedic effect. Yeah. Right? And it was whatever. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't land for us. But <laughs> Did you like the music? But it landed literally. The music? The score? It was all right. It was fine. Par for the course for these. Nothing like outstanding. 
Mm-mm. He did both Tomorrow War and this one. Still need to see the Tomorrow War. Same, like, <laughs> basically same month. Oh, <laughs> same the week. Tomorrow War, War, I've heard really bad things. Well, Black Widow's it. been done for a long time. Hasn't right, it? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Tomorrow War, we've heard bad things about. Is I've that heard the Chris average. Pratt? Yeah. yeah. I've heard it terrible things about it. I haven't heard terrible a bad things? thing about it. Really? I've heard yeah, I mean, actually I've people saying it's pretty enjoyable. I'm sure it's not great, but I've heard bad things about terrible it. Terrible things? What's it? Right. Uh, 45 Metascore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not terrible, though. Terrible would be in the 30s. 20s. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those things where it's like so mediocre that it's just more offensive than an actual bad movie. Anyway, okay, not talking about Tomorrow War. Uh, any other thoughts on Black Widow? No, not really. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more to get into, but it's like already washed over me and on to never going to watch it again. <laughs> uh, what are you going to give Black Widow out Maybe of five? I gave it a three. Uh, I also gave it a three. I'm stuck between a two and a half and a three. Go with your gut. Um... My gut for now is a two and a half. I think it. I think it was closer to a three. Definitely, uh, first two thirds. The last act really just. I mean, it makes sense it, if probably a three and a half in the first two thirds. You were and went down. This underwhelmed you, and it overwhelmed us. So it only makes sense that you yeah, would go that down. We, yeah, we yeah. were a little higher than we expected. I was, was expecting super mediocre, like two and a half. But I, th- I was like the least excited for this movie of any Marvel movie, and I'm not that excited for any Marvel movie. So I'm excited for Eternals. Yeah, it's a oh. solid um, or like action the vibe movie of the trailer. It's Chloe Zhao too, director. Oh Best yeah, director. it is, isn't it? That's probably why I like the vibe. But it's gonna be beautiful. I'm more excited for Shang Chi, yeah. whatever it's called. Who's directing Shang Chi? Doesn't matter. But Does. it's but Destin Daniel Cretton. Yeah, exactly. director the of Just Mercy and Short Term Twelve and What's Glass that? Castle. Kind of. Yeah, it's a lot of action movies right there. Chloe Zhao, what has she directed? She's great. A lot of action movies. She can do it. <laughs> so can this guy. Good direct. You don't have to direct the same fucking genre. Best director went to him? I don't think he had one. No, you. Okay, oh, I'm oh, just oh. saying the argument is uh, he doesn't direct action great movies. Great directors can do it. Chloe Zhao. Uh, mediocre directors can't. Oh, you've never seen any of his movies, though. So, okay, shut the fuck up. They're all mediocre. <laughs> You haven't seen any of them. Don't just need to. Mercy was pretty good. I gave it three and a half. Yeah, don't need to. We just have to look at critic scores to evaluate movies. I forgot. Sure. We don't want to watch them ourselves. Don't. Okay, uh, let's move on to what the fuck are we talking about now? Uh, no sudden move. Uh, no sudden move is directed by Steven Soderbergh. It is written by <gasps> Ed Solomon. Stars Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro. Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, John Hamm, Brendan Fraser, and Kieran Culkin. Uh, Plus, Thompson reads, a group of criminals are brought together under mysterious circumstances and have to work together to uncover what's really going on when their simple job goes completely sideways. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip. So what's the score?
We're sending a man that works in an office to pick something up from that office and bring it back to his home. You are part of a babysitting team watching his family while he does it. No one gets hurt. Three hours of work. For this, I'm offering you two grand now and three on the other end. For three hours? They said that your number was five grand. Is there something you think you can do? Okay, what did you guys think of No Sudden Move? I liked it. I had no preconceptions before going to this movie. I had no, I never even heard of it. So, <laughs> definitely. I, I thought it looked interesting. I wouldn't say I loved the like, anamorphic lens. I always kind of like make me feel dizzy when I watch them for some reason. It's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch on uh, mm-hmm. Netflix. Just the entire thing. It's just everything except for the main people are out of focus, basically. Or especially it gets worse around the edges. I don't know. It's weird. But it, at least it was interesting in how it looked. I mean, acting, good. It, good it was people. an interesting choice. Does it mean it worked, though? Yeah. I mean, it didn't. Right. I don't know if it added to it. It was just... It was actually kind of distracting because look out! It took. I kept noticing it, mm-hmm. but at least I guess they tried to do something interesting. And yeah, acting was good. But this one is kind of like Black Widow for you, or it just fell apart at the end for me. It felt really strong. I felt really good tension building, and then the ending just wasn't that satisfying. I felt like it was almost trying to go for like the Departed type thing, but I don't know didn't just kind of got I was ready for it to end after the first two thirds of it but yeah I enjoyed it overall though yeah I liked it a lot I absolutely hated the way it was filmed though yeah I hated it and this movie had a potential to be really good to me but the distraction of the dizziness that it presented for no apparent reason did it add anything absolutely not well there is a reason but it well, I didn't didn't feel it. It's probably to make it look like more fifties and in theme. Cause oh, I, did they use that kind of lens? Then? Well, so well, you got to think the other rounded TV. Whenever I so. think that kind of lens, I think like it wasn't like Indiana Jones or something kind of felt like that. I don't know. Mm, well, I just I think know. it made it seem like it was like on a tube because original televisions were rounded. So well, I don't know if that it's was supposedly supposed to mimic fifties noir films, which I don't know how much. I haven't seen a lot of 50s noir films, but yeah, it's not a, I guess they've they used uh, anamorphic. <laughs> now, if this would have been noir, that might have been pretty cool. If they actually went with a 50s noir, maybe that would have been cool, but I hated it. Went by the one-to-one. Yeah. Um, also, bring a fucking notepad and write down all the characters' names because you're going to get confused a lot during this movie. It does end up tying in, but... Um. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of a pretty big arc and a big like you know like you had a lot of characters, a lot of associations to try and remember, and it kind of got uh, you know colluded a little bit, um, toward the end, but or not toward the end, but in toward the middle. Obviously, it ended up working itself out, which is what you want, and you kind of I was waiting for it to happen, and I'm glad that it actually ended up happening, but um. Yeah, I just think that this had a pretty good 
you know, um, potential. It's, I mean, Soderbergh is obviously a overspected uh, director, and he, you know, puts out great, very good to great films. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I liked it as well. Um, I didn't like the yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of how it was filmed, especially because it didn't seem super consistent. I couldn't tell if every shot was that way or if some were um, uh, like extra. I don't know. What sort of thing of like some of them seemed like it wasn't used at all, right? And then sometimes you could tell like it was. I think, well, I think really it depends how far back the I was background thinking, is yeah. versus in the, the car scenes like very claustrophobic tight scenes you didn't I don't think you you noticed it or it might not have been there yeah. versus any other uh, like any hall scenes I almost felt like it was like them editing it that way sometimes because it felt like it was like like kind of like choppy but it was ended up being the lens like I thought like a you know they would do like a twisting shot I thought they were like f- editing two f- shots together but it was just the way that I don't know that it looked. Well, it was probably always used then, but I was always like looking for it too, right? Yeah, and yeah. to see like, yeah. is Ugh. this there? Is it not there? See, I wasn't looking for it. Just some scenes it stood out. No, really eventually I ended strongly. up looking for it. Like almost some when they were outside and show a character and just like in the background, I was like, eh. yeah. Yeah. Um, again, an interesting choice. Like I've, feel like he always tries to do something like that with his movies like Unsane I think was well Unsane I think was filmed on an iPhone that was I an say, iPhone. But was. iPhone 8 yeah I watched that um you know doing something different and yeah doesn't it doesn't hit you know batting 100 <laughs> yeah uh again I you know I don't know a lot about 50s noir films but um if he wanted to replicate that style then you know maybe that's that's why but I liked the, I did like the look and aesthetic of it. You know, it did, it was felt of the time and, you know, that noir genre and, um, the writing was super solid and like the dialogue delivered and a lot of the performances were good. Um, I do agree though. It's gets kind of convoluted, uh, especially towards the middle. Uh, it starts out very basic, gets super convoluted and then wraps up like almost too neatly. Okay. But. See, that's one thing that bothered me, too, is like I like whodunits, you know, what was Knives Out. That was great because it keeps you guessing, but it doesn't feel like cheap at the end. This one, I felt like the surprises they added were just to be surprises and there was nothing that led you to think that and up to that point. Yeah, I kind of agree. It mm-hmm. just felt like a cheap surprise. You're like, OK, that's a twist, but it wasn't satisfying because there's no way you could have like come to that conclusion on your own. It was just yeah. like, oh, here's a twist for that sake. Yeah. And and the things that they do try to set up are like super shallow, like super sa- shallow motivations. Like in the beginning when uh, Ren- uh, Ron- Ronald Ronaldo, what's his name? Ronald Russo. Ronald. When he meets uh, Curtis, it's like he's, uh, you know, he's being racist towards him or whatever, which is also weird because it's Benicio Del Toro like. I don't know. I don't know how it was, I guess, back in the 50s, if that was like a thing. But it was actually supposed to be uh, George Clooney, I think, which, you know, that would have played better because he's just a stereotypical white, white guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, yeah, he uh, is just a white guy. <laughs> yeah, not Latin American. So, or South, what is he, South American? I thought he was Mexican. 
Mexicans. Okay. He, so be North he might be Mexican. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not not Benicio del Toro. Basically, that just seemed weird. Even though, again, that could be a thing that could have been possible back in the fifties. Um, but yeah, that just like that motivation to for him to like Puerto Rican. Okay, oh, American. Rican. <laughs> so he's American. <laughs> not at the time though. This was sixty-seven. It's been American for America. like since like the eighties. Mm. Keep going. Though that motivation to to later double cross him was just felt like shallow and stuff. So I yeah I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, and rewatching it, I, I don't know why I would ever rewatch it, but it if you know the people and you have the names and it's fresh in your mind, I think it could go up for me. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree with that. We have to find this out. <laughs> what? Jacob's hard at work. He wants to know. When when it became American. I don't know. Either it's way. It's you're been not more than that, than that amount of time. Are they classified Americans though? Yeah. 1898. That's there when it came. That was American when it's from Spain. Yeah, to America. 1898. American colony from 1898 to present. Boom. So he's been American. <laughs> You're only off like a hundred years or ninety <laughs> years. <laughs> Maybe you're thinking of the Dominican Republic. Isn't that American? Um, I don't know. I Hawaii think was that like was. in the eighties, I know that seventies maybe. And that's when it became a state. It was a territory before that. Okay. Uh general impressions over what uh anything specific you need to talk about on No Sudden Move? I mean, are we like spoiler wise? We can get into spoilers now. Yeah. Like it is a very plot heavy movie yeah. with twists and turns. So <laughs> if you're interested in seeing No Sudden Move, skip ahead, look at the show notes. Yeah. So I love the tension stuff that was built in the beginning. And I always, and I also thought the comedy that kind of worked where he's like, I don't want to do this. I love my job, but I got to punch you. <laughs> like, I'm going to punch you. This is going to be a punch. Yeah, I have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I thought David Harbour's performance was probably one of the better ones. Yeah, I didn't I know. I mean, everybody it, else was... I didn't know it was him at first, too. Good. Uh, he gained a lot of weight. <laughs> Brandon Frazier gained, gained a lot of weight. Oh, uh, he's, I think, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's for his next movie or if he's... I how, don't know. How fat is he He was fucking before? huge. He, got, he gained weight, but yeah, I don't know if it was this fat. But I like Brendan Fraser too, actually. Yeah. I like Don Cheadle a lot. Felt like a Detroit guy. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Honestly, most of the good. yeah actors yeah, are good. No. They even had the random cameo, basically. Of well, yeah. yeah. Standard for him. <laughs> Matt Damon. Damon. Oh. The, the but his, his performance, though, was actually one of the best. It was great. Like that little I mean, speech that he gave. Yeah. I didn't expect like, him to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that monologue and that and how yeah, that ties it. in of like I control this like I w- always will you never will yeah I and love that part. he's like I'm gonna go sleep tonight and but that's be the okay. bi- that's like un- the balance of power which still exists you know today the distribution of wealth all those things yeah I like the end too where it's like they didn't even get fined that's yeah. just like even if they get fined this is a digression a little bit. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, the big, was it Mercedes, like uh, Volkswagen, they had like, they were basically polluting and they all knew they were polluting, but they were just like, let's not say anything. And then like they got outed that they were polluting and then they got found out that they knew they were polluting the whole time and they got like a billion dollar fine, which is like drop in the bucket. Yeah. It's like a billion dollar fine to Mercedes, you know, like, ooh, won't combine. It was probably a billion dollars versus you have like people like are in prison for life for, you know, selling weed on a corner or something Not even selling it having it yeah for having weed and they're in prison for years and then these people were literally knew they were polluting were polluting and making money because extra money because they were polluting because they're going it's a, and they got a slap, slap on the wrist yeah, yeah nothing and they're still the ceos they didn't have like step down no one had to change anything yeah i really like the the story what the uh I guess not not technically a MacGuffin, but what the the packet the thing that they're protecting is the catalytic converter. I mean, and you knew what it was like as soon as uh, Benicio del Toro thinks it's a catalytic convertible, like just because of the time, the era, and it being in Detroit. I'm like, oh, it's there. It's the uh, blueprints like, to a yeah, catalytic converter. Catalytic converter. <laughs> but yeah, not everybody would know that. But I like that. That's. That's what they're going after. That's what these gangsters are after, you know, in the first place is just this technology. Which is also one of the most stolen things in a car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be. Because it had like platinum yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the... Just that none of them are... Like, you can't really get a read on them. Like, there is that moral ambiguity to each character. And um, like how that plays into just the story and the plot, because yeah. you're not really rooting for, I guess, or you don't really know who to root for. Yeah, because they're kind of bad guys, right? I don't, I, but the I liked their storyline. Everything was fine, but what about I don't know her name, Vanessa? Was it Vanessa? Mm-hmm. Her Fox. just randomly killing Veronica. him at the end for all the money. Yeah, it just felt that was like felt cheap to me. Because it like didn't build up to that at all. Yeah, kinda. Well, she shot. And then they throw away Miss Campanelli, Capelli, Capelli, whatever. Right at the end, you're like, oh, she's part of that family. She was married to Frank. Yeah, you knew that. Oh, I thought, but it wasn't the Curtis the guy who killed some guy. It was a complex story. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is you have no, to. No, I like thought he <laughs> killed someone. That's why they were both the two families were after him. Kurt. Yeah, Curtis. Yeah. What does that have to do with Julia yeah, That's Fox? what I'm saying. So why'd she kill him? Like, I would have got it if she was trying to kill the other guy, but... It no, just she wanted to get Capelli's money, so she stole 106000 or 50000 from him or something. Yeah, I don't know. The 50000 That part kind of felt dumb. It was weird that the only interactions you really see with her is in the beginning, and they she, like, seems to genuinely like him. Uh... And then she kills the, that guy for him, basically. Right. And then the scene where he goes to her house and like he goofs her name on purpose to like le- set, throw the scent off. And then the next time you see her is like her double crossing him for all the money where it's like there's no. Yeah. You no like, reason you couldn't motivation have, like, to give her seen besides money, I guess. Yeah. Would be uh, the only thing like. But it just seemed kind of weak anyway, because I don't know, like it would have been helpful to have an extra person helping you mm-hmm. with that money. 
especially someone like him. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't like kind of predict that at all when he's supposed to be this like professional and he predicted like everything else. Well, he kind of gets, I feel he like didn't he, know, he didn't know he was going to get dumb guy. Yeah. He didn't know he was going to get crossed by Don Cheadle. True. Yeah. He know. gets crossed by Frank too in the restaurant. And yeah, I feel uh, like apparently he just gets crossed. No, like, because he's like, I think it's like, leaning he's like, into, I let this, he's like clueless kind of. Yeah. He's like, I set this up for you. He's an and alcoholic. You're, and you're crossing me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so Always so everything else didn't feel like that bad, but that part just felt kind of. He is like short sighted, and Don Cheadle is like the guy that can see five moves ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed Definitely it. would need a rewatch um, to change my feelings. Just because of how, yeah, like we said, it the, was convoluted. the nature, yeah. convoluted plot, and the names, getting everything right. My God. Yeah. I got them down by the end of it. So I was yeah. I was fine with that. I got everyone's name down by the end. But. Uh, music score seemed fitting. Yeah, I mean it was good. And it was always like going almost, like uh, a yeah. lot of the time mm-hmm. it was it was in the background even because it was like slow. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? <laughs> no sudden move. No. Cool. Ratings out of five. Give it a three and a half. Uh, I also gave it a three and a half. I gave it a heavy three. Probably is closer to three and a half, but because I've got to get that rewatching. Bump it up. All right, so let's get into what else we've been watching. Who wants to go first? Don't everybody. uh, Do you guys have time? Shout out at once. Uh, One. I guess I technically have two, so. I have one, but. I didn't log it. Cool. All right, go ahead, Jake. But I've already seen it before, so yeah. All right, which one do I want to start with? I guess I'll start with the just a quick on the Bo Burnham thing. Yeah, it was great. I rewatched. Yeah, I rewatched from the beginning. But nobody knows that. <laughs> and <laughs> but nobody knows. <laughs> Cut all the episode. And it was great. It was so such a good mixture of being insanely dark, where I'm. Like, is he okay? Does he need help? <laughs> like, one of the a great scene in it is him talking. It's like he's like just for because like he turns thirty during quarantine, and he was talking about how that what that meant. Like, he used to be the youngest. Like, he remembers the way going, and people would be like, "Wow, you you're born in the '90s," and now it's like, "Oh, you're born in the '90s. Like, <laughs> you're so old now," and how like his expectations of where he would be in life and where he would be at the time of him turning 30 and now he's turning 30 in quarantine and literally he has a clock next to him and it's like wait the, he's upset with where his life no is right it's now? not necessarily it's I just like, like uh, his expectations of where he would be and he talks about like like in the song his his grandpa was 27 in vietnam he was 27 building a birdhouse with his mom <laughs> like but it's just like that kind of commentary on it and like where he wants to go from there. But yeah, it was literally at a clock next to him. It count it. It was 1158, 1159. And then the song started when he was hit 30, he was 30 and his song was called 30, but it was just funny. He's like all my, <laughs> like in the song, all my stupid friends are having stupid kids, but I forgot where I was going now. Cause I went on a digression with that. Oh, and then at the end of it, he's like, I'll give it like 10 more years. 
and I'll kill myself when I'm 40. But like afterwards, like just for the record, I don't actually, I'm not actually going to kill myself. He's like, and if you are thinking about killing yourself, don't because it's kind of stupid. He's like, but like if you could like kill yourself for like a year, like if I could kill myself for like a year and come back, yeah, I would totally kill myself. But it's forever right now, so I'm not going to kill myself yet. <laughs> it's like it's really dark. But then it's like interjected with this like very up m- music that's funny, like and almost stupid at times where like other like the lay person would watch and just be like, oh, that's a funny song. But like if you actually listen, you can get like a lot more from it and how dark and like how that kind of mirrors, especially like during pandemic was really hard for me. Like it was, I got pretty dark during that, the lockdown, especially not being able to travel, having so much stress with all this added new stuff I have to do at work, like not be able to go out at all. So I was just like at home by myself, just like stuck. And it was like bad and kind of seeing him going through that too, as like, especially as a creative person with no outlet, like, and he's just even like in the recording of this documentary, one part, he's just like, yeah, I f- figured at this point that this documentary is just never going to come out. Like I will never finish this. And it doesn't matter what the fuck I say right now, because you'll never see me talking right now because I'll never finish this. And like, so it's just kind of mirrored what I went through and the darkness of that mixed with all these like, you know, talks and like social commentary and pop culture and all that mixed in with it. And it's, very well done and tragic and funny at the same time. So highly recommend. Give it a four and a half out of five. If you could rate TV. If I could rate TV. <laughs> As it wouldn't be perfect because like some of them are just kind of dumb and maybe go on too long. Mm. But yeah, artistically and everything, what he was able to do because it's entirely filmed in one room, just one room. And the amount of stuff he was able to do with lighting, camera positioning, different focal zooms and lengths. He made it interesting when it's completely filmed. And the amount, uh, like, I can't imagine the creativity and thought that had to go into making this. It's impressive. And, yeah, he directed himself and did almost all the work by himself. Because he was alone. So, yeah. Watch it. Cool, cool. Me? Sure. I watched a little movie, rewatched a movie called Grease. Grease? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were in the we were in the musical realm. We just watched In the Heights last, so I wanted to watch a good musical, and I did. Oh, my God. That's good, and it's better <laughs> in, than the in the Heights, heights is not? For sure. Mm. For sure. Mm. Nostalgia is strong. Yeah, drive. I feel like that's <laughs> false. Nope. I, I think In the Heights is better. No, not even close. This movie is legendary for a reason. No one's going to be talking about In the Heights two years from now. I mean, it's been out for a lot longer than that already. Yeah, the, the play. Broadway. Yeah. No one's, you know, no one's, you didn't even know it was a Broadway play. No one knew it was a Broadway play. Or not no one, but Grease okay. is anyway. very, very notorious, very well known. Notorious? And for famous. a great reason. Um, yeah, it's an awesome movie, obviously old, came out in the seventies, late seventies, but you know, still got some bangers on it. Um, 
yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say because most of America has seen it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I really liked it, and it is a four-star movie. Surprised you didn't watch um, the 2016 version. I will not watch that or Grease Two. It's got your favorite girl in it. What's that? What's it called? Grease Live. Oh, that's like that's the live version of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not a movie. TV movie. TV special. TV movie. TV special. I. It wouldn't be called live if it was a. Movie. TV movie. Right here. That won five Emmys, though. Jesus. Which is for what? Television? Yeah, but it's a movie. Doesn't say TV special on it. Anyway. Uh, me. I'll go. I rewatched uh, The Place Beyond the Pines. Saw that. Absolute Didn't like it this time. Banger of <laughs> a movie. Hated it this time. No, yeah. I mean... I, I've seen this no, multiple yeah. times before, and um, <laughs> Midwest. Yeah, I uh, I just absolutely love this movie. I love how it's kind of gives you three different stories, but are Satisfying. all connected. Yeah. And um, Derek C. in France, I think, is a great director. It looks absolutely amazing. I love the look and style of this movie. Uh, the music is amazing. The performances are great. And I was a little worried. I couldn't remember exactly about the ending. And that's what everybody gets hung up on is like, well, they say the last third, but it's, it's, I don't think it's that long. And that's why I I ended it where I did on it. And I think the ending still holds up and is amazing. Uh, It's not just because it's a little bit different uh, tone than the first two thirds. uh, Doesn't mean it's bad. I think it ties in perfectly with that story and I think there's a lot of uh, power to that as well. And I love this movie. I love this movie. I love place. this movie. I love this place. <laughs> yeah, check it out if you have not seen it. Also, Kyle Grease Live says uh, electrifying live television event, which yeah. would be a special. Which. If you can no, classify that as movie, you're, it'd be you're Bo Burnham. putting words onto something like that. It doesn't say that. It says event. They would, if it was a movie, they would say no. movie. What does that say right there? TV movie. Not on mine. Are you it on says TV fourteen. Okay, well, it's right there. TV movie. I don't know. What is Duel? Is Duel not a movie? I don't know what Duel is. Duel is Spielberg's first film. Made for TV though. I don't know. Where do TV you draw movie. The line? This says Grease Live is a television special. And if this is a television special, then Bo Burnham counts as a movie. I mean, too. I don't really know what Grease Live is. I'm just saying on IMDb. Like it says Bo TV Burnham movie. Would be so more of a movie than Grease Live. But it was a live televised remake. That'd be more on the lines of like the Hamilton show. Yeah, exactly. If it was if it was just a camera pointed at the stage, but I don't think it, it is. It is. You, it could have been. It could have been. Any of the stills? It could have been. I just said I've never seen it. I don't know. Well, it's not. It's like in set pieces, but it's still like live, seen. recorded live, like Hamilton, like Hamilton, exactly. But Bo Burnham was not because it was during. It's lockdown. true. All right, go, Jacob. <laughs> Finish this off. 
finish you off, Kyle? Yeah, mm. finish me off. He's been waiting all day. So last thing I watched was a documentary called Behind the Curve. So it came out in 2018, and it is a documentary about flat earthers. So Love flat earth? <laughs> flat earth, earth is flat, NASA lies. Um, and it, it's kind of an interesting thing, and it tied in very well because I just listened to a podcast. Shout out to the Michael Schirmer Show. Shout us out. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's kind of the talk... I mean, I was interested in from the science perspective and the fact that like conspiracies in general are exploding right now. Flat Earth has been exploding for a while. I mean, this came out in 2018 and it was already pretty it was already big when this came out. Hence the need for, I guess, a documentary on it versus like anti-vax movement that's going on right now. And I'm just interested in seeing why like conspiracies. Why we're getting dumber. Yeah. (laughs) Conspiracies like because of this in our fucking hands right here. Yeah. Exactly. Like the internet a lot used to be like when you started these kind of fringe groups, it'd be these small gatherings of people in like local, you know, grassroots, right? Local areas. And they just come together. It's like religion. Like it's just a way for people to meet up, really. It's community. I mean, it similarly doesn't exist, right? But it's ways for people because some people need that community, right? We're social creatures as humans. We need that. And conspiracies are a way to that people get brought together. But it's like, when does that become dangerous? Because if you can believe one thing, it's funny. It's not funny. It's kind of scary, actually. How if you believe one conspiracy like this, like if you can believe that the world is flat, which is not just like it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Like we but if you can believe that you can believe anything, right? And that's how it is. Like there, as you see, the, the people who believe in flat Earth, they also believe in like all the conspiracies, not just flat Earth. It's like this, this, that. That basically everything is a lie. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, then what do you believe? And they even got to one point later in it. They asked the woman, "So, like, what source do you believe?" And she's just stopped. She's like, "I guess just myself." <laughs> right. And it's, then it's Delusion like Delusion at its finest You come as a scientist Or like me An expert in the medical field Anti-vax Is a conspiracy Right There's I mean I'm the literal expert I know what's in it And they don't believe me So This is where Also a failing A documentary Because I feel like It's trying to put it On scientists Like And the, it is partially If Not so much In the medical realm Because we're taught Communication But it's like If you can't describe Something to a layperson then you're failing, right? If I can't describe, like I could say, oh, an ACE inhibitor works because it inhibits the ACE enzyme, which causes that. It's like, okay, good. That didn't tell them anything. Yeah, good job. I sound smart, but what did I, I'm dumb because I couldn't convey what it actually does. Intelligent, the, the smart comes from being able to turn that into something right. simple. Talk, talk down. Yeah, and it will turn it into something that they, the lay person who's not an expert in the field can understand and do. And that's what they're trying to say. It's like, well, we as scientists are failing because we need to be able to do that. But I kind of want to like throw a wrench into that. It's like, no, most scientists, like, it showed the scientists being like, we need to do this. And they would go back to the other side and they're like, they're like, yeah, we're right. They're liars. And like, they're, they're the ones closed off, not scientists. Right. Yeah. 
So it's like, no, like you could see that. Right? I'm like, no, I describe things like I understand the fears of the vaccine. I understand it's scary. I understand all of the legitimate things that can come with that. It's confusing if you don't know what it is. But then I try to explain that. It's like, no, 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 no. And then it's like, okay, that's not on me then because it's on them for being open. So where does that go back to? It's like, yeah, there's a difference between ignorance and refusing. Yeah, like just being closed minded. Yeah, not knowing versus refusing to know. So it's like, where are we, what do we do in society to make it so people aren't like that, that they don't need to seek that? Because the the message we're trying to give is like, scientists are so closed off and just go straight up, yeah, they're stupid. Like, obviously, it's round. Like, they're idiots. And then that's not going to change anybody's mind. You can't shame someone into changing their mind. That's the message I send. But then it's like, okay, what if you are accepting of where they're coming from? And they still just make up a new thing that's more complex. Like I said, well, you know, I've given thousands of vaccines and I can see where you're coming from. I haven't had a single reaction that was severe. No one's had an allergic reaction whatsoever. They're like, yeah, but I heard that one person died. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, it is possible that someone can have an allergic reaction and can pass away. That's a problem with any medication, any vaccination that is a very real possibility but i mean COVID itself has killed five hundred thousand people more you know it's a possibility you get in your car and get yeah exactly t-boned and exactly die. like or that's actually more likely than dying exactly. from a vaccine like a half a million people over a half a million people in the u.s alone have died from COVID. so what are your chances of dying that versus the vaccine which 60 percent of all americans have received and you're saying like one or two less than 10 deaths like <laughs> so so I try from that it's like yeah but you know that the numbers are fake it's like well why do you think that and then it's like well because like the the doctors and I'm like well where are the chances that every doctor I do testing myself I'm like every doctor is lying like even if you know a percentage of those are fake and she could be attributed to something else do you think it's 50 percent 75 percent it's like even if it's 75 percent of those deaths are fake that's still more deaths than the vaccine and then it's just one more thing you know it's you can never convince them no matter how open you are to their arguments which can be legitimate arguments until it gets to a point where it's just like well i just don't believe in it and you get to it's same like with religion you uh, like they'll have point point you match point point and then you get to a certain spot where it's like well you know how who are we to understand an infinite being <laughs> okay like you well, can't a lot just of flat earthers are religious <laughs> and that's a thing too it's like again if you can believe one thing that you yeah. can't prove then you can believe anything you can't prove right so it's you always get to that point where it's like the burn of proof isn't on science like we know this vaccine works the burn of proof is on the person trying to prove something against that like we shouldn't have to in science you can't disprove every single thing that's a waste of time like you get to a point where you're trying to disprove a hundred things just to prove the thing you already know works so it should be their proof on why this is so dangerous and you can't they don't want to do that right Mm -hmm. so that's why i didn't completely agree with what i felt like this was leaning to it's like oh yeah again it's a scientist's fault it's like no their fault for being closed but then it's like do you is it childhood education is it the parents the way they are with their children is it religion that 
is a big indicator of conspiracies, like belief in conspiracies. And like, will that fall as we become more irreligious as a society, which is happening, right? Even mm-hmm. though a lot of people are de- turning to like things like astrology too to replace that. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. You need that spirituality. Some people need that. Well, they need answers for the unanswerable. Yeah. But yeah, and exactly. That's but what a lot of things do for people. Yeah, it's the God of the gaps, right? That's the term. If you can't explain it, then you need a God to explain it until you can explain it. And then it moves on to something else. You keep putting the goalposts back to what God can do before he was like doing cracks of the earth. And now he makes a cup fall over sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) He created the earth. Yeah. Not only cracks in the earth. Yeah, I'm just saying he he cracked up those one people swallowed them whole and shut the earth. It's like you can create giant floods, and now it's like, see, God existed. He's on toast. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But anyway, it's just like yeah, it's an interesting look at this real problem because now, like conspiracies seem to be getting worse, right? The belief in these kind of things, especially last year, got really bad. And then it's like, when do you like look at them like, oh, you know, it's harmless, whatever you think the earth is flat, whatever, big deal. When does it get to a point where it's like, okay, this is a problem now. One of the things, one of the main flat earth people, they were doing a speech to a flat earth conference <laughs> and he was like, you know, and this got applause, right? He was, I was heard from these one parents that uh, their kid was in a class and the teacher said that the earth is moved around the sun at whatever million miles per hour. And, and they're like, no, it's not third of the class said, no, it's not because <laughs> they were flat earthers because their parents were. So this is like generations now. So a third of the class was a flat earthers. Well, once uh, space tourism takes off, it won't really matter. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like we've already, <laughs> seen it and then you go like you know what about the moon landing that's fake too yeah okay. what about the pictures the, from the satellites the well the pictures of satellites are cg yeah they <laughs> think that literally this. there's a sheet that south you know the antarctic is literally just a sheet of ice like the game of thrones wall mm-hmm. ice wall, wall yeah. surrounding the world and then one of the arguments he makes is like you never see planes like fly from that area or come from the south up and then like one of the astrophysicists went to the flight tracker she's like there's one right there. Steven. Right there. She's like, this is an easy test. Our buddy of ours has been to the fucking Antarctica, flew there on a plane. <laughs> you like, can walk one end to the other. And like technically, it's not a giant wall. Technically, you're upside down from yeah. us, right? Yeah. Well, she literally is like, this is such a low barrier. Like, you can literally just go on and see for yourself that he was not, he was lying. Or I just don't get wrong. how you, like, just, okay, prove it. Fucking fly to the end of the earth and fall out. Well, one of the most hilarious things is the end of this. They have like the, they want to do this test with a light and like there's two circles and then they shine a light through one and it goes through another. And if they can't see the light go through, then it must be a curve because like they're on the same level. So, but if he lifts the light and you can see it, that means the curve exists because now it's higher, even though they're at this level, he had to be at this level for them to see right. it. So he's like, all right, are you holding it? He's like, yep. He's like, I don't see the light. He's like, "Um, lift it way above your head. The light form shows. He's like, oh, huh. (laughs) That's weird. And then it ends. Like, (laughs) and then later it shows them explaining, oh, there must have been some weeds in the way or something. 
Yeah. The funny thing about the <laughs> flying to the edge or whatever, they have crazy ideas about that. They say that like all those flight paths are like cut off by the military and like if you if you try to they go don't there, allow you to fly that they won't allow you to go. Yeah. They think it's like being guarded by the it's military. Not, <laughs> yeah, but where does it like where would you suppose it ends? That's well, there's, they, there's unknown how past how far oh, the one wall of his goes, like arguments was he was standing on this like one lake he's like see those buildings over there they're like yeah he's like that's seattle okay i shouldn't be able to see that if it's curved it's like those are tall buildings <laughs> it's also well there's also the boat thing it's like yeah when you see a boat and it goes over the horizon you get binoculars you can see the boat no you can't <laughs> it's over the horizon <laughs> you can't it it's gone now it's called the boreals you can literally see it the go boreals. over like if the ship like if it was truly flat, no, the ship would never the go edge. down. It would be going straight yeah. forever. They're like, literally, if this didn't exist, you could stand on the Empire State Building and see Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, because of atmospheric effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's that's what I'm saying. It's like always one more thing, one more thing. And then it's like, okay, when does science get to a point where it can't dis- well, disprove literally every single argument they come does. with? Their own eyes. Take yeah. them all up on a... Richard Branson's but they say, ship. think they see other things. He could see Seattle. He sees that with his own eyes. I don't know. It would be funny to take to actually take them in and have them see it and then be like, okay, where's your explanation? And, well, and they thought of that, and that's something that I thought of too. Well, why don't you just take the, one, the people who are the experts, the ones that everyone follows, have them, just them, show them it exists, and you know what the answer would be then? Well, how I know that they're not lying. Like, even in that, there's a guy who invented, he was the first flat earther. And he thinks the other guy, who's the most famous one now, that he is a plant from Hollywood and the CIA in order to try and trick other flat earthers into believing his theory of flat earth. But really, it's he's just part of the military and his name is fake. It's an alias and everything in order to get them eventually get them all packed in together so they can go back and make them believe into the curve of the earth. So it's like, you can never take whoever the big people are cause they don't even agree on it. So it's like, then people just won't believe them. They think they're lying and they're working for the government. So then you take, okay, we'll take the next famous people. Well then now I don't believe them. They're just where they got brainwashed on the way there. So you can't, you would have to take every flat earther. Because remember, like the one girl said, what source do you believe? Myself. So you have to literally take every single flat earther and show them in order for them to believe it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I just, it's really interesting, like the ideas it brings up. But the reason, like a lot of the things I'm saying were like I pulled from other sources. So I feel like this was directing you into like one way. And the fact, I mean, it wasn't directing you that the earth is flat, obviously. It was trying to show you how they're kind of like dumb. Well, not dumb. They're not dumb people, right? They're just behind behind the curve. Yeah, they're not dumb. They are smart. A lot of them are really smart people. It's just they're misinformed. They just don't understand completely how science works, right? Too smart science, you get to a point where you just have a consensus, right? You just have to trust in science. No, that's believe a that is a consist- consensus. And then you have this agreed upon thing like evolution where you can have multiple hypotheses and they all prove it, even make it even stronger that that theory of evolution is true until it isn't. So now that's the accepted thing. And maybe it won't always be. That's how science works. But you have to at least have a consensus at one time, whereas these people don't. Well, the government controls science yeah, too. Exactly. So. 
Yeah, I'm just a government shill to get you to yep. get your vaccinations. So all of so this. So am I, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm owned by the government, too. Everybody who gets a <laughs> vaccination, yeah. So, yeah, it's just it was really interesting and in seeing this is kind of one of those first conspiracy theories that really took off. And now you have like anti-vax and QAnon and the, you know, all the Hollywood elite and Democrats or pedophiles drinking babies blood or whatever to stay young forever. Dumb. And Trump is the savior of the universe. Are that it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just one more thing. I did give it a score. Oh. Well, did you say it? Three and a half out of five. You can, <laughs> you can even judge that score. Government government <laughs> gave you that score. Um, I mean, five out of five. What? I started uh, I started a show to Jacob. I've only, I'm only two episodes in, so I don't know. But it's uh, the a Netflix anime called Record of Ragnarok. Ever heard of this? I, heard I of have it. not heard of it. I was watching that high rise invasion for a bit, but it's kind of there was uh there was another show on Netflix that I w- started um that had like uh, it seemed like it was gonna be a similar premise like Gods Against Man, but then it wasn't. It was like completely different, and it wasn't in the anime like style. It was more like that like DreamWorks animation style of like cl- like classic traditional two D animation, but it, like um what am I thinking of like Prince of Egypt, you know, or like okay like that looking style of animation so it didn't like feel like an anime anyway didn't didn't like that one but this one is very classic japanese anime and only two episodes in but i'll get to keep you updated what is it something ragnarok record of ragnarok Thor. Ragnarok. this is literally like just gods and men fighting in i have heard that uh, actually in arena i might have so actually saw it it's tvma too i'm hoping it's i don't it can't be as bloody as baki but Hopefully it says violent. My gosh. When is that second season coming out? Second or season's whatever. Out. Third one? Yeah, third. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully soon. Can't wait. I know they're working on it. All right. So that uh, wraps us up. So for next week, we have a couple options. Um, we can do we can do Space Jam. And if we do Space Jam, I was thinking we could do Gunpowder Milkshake as a feature. Or... Skip the new releases for next week because it's Escape Room and Space Jam. That's pretty much it. And we can do the Fear Street trilogy as a feature. So what do you want? What would you rather do? I think the first idea is good. Space Jam. Space Jam yeah. and Gunpowder Milkshake. Yeah. All right. That means we probably won't be able to feature Fear Street. So why? It'll be up to you to get to them. What's the following week? Old. I don't care about that. Okay. Or Snake Eyes. We can watch it. We can do both. I'd be fine with Snake Eyes. So it I was a interesting looking because it didn't look like it was going to be part of that universe. Well, we could then. just do a horror thing and do the F- Fear Street and Old. Is Old Horror? That's four movies, though, to feature. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, the only time this would work is if we did it next week and we did all three movies as a feature. Talk about it. I mean, I don't know what the excitement for Space Jam is. But I'm I don't know how you can not feature it. it. We've watched shittier I'm, features. Yeah, it's, that's fine. It's, it's the good. biggest release. Yeah, it's I mean, huge. I like the original Space Jam. Sure. That's fine. Probably the biggest release of this so far. Yeah, after that, it's Black Widow. Uh, I think this is okay. promoted bigger than that. Mm, I had to watch like two trailers of Black Widow. 
before the last movie. We I bet Space Jam has the same. Zola one. had two. All right, well, it's probably going to be Space Jam then. Um, so, and maybe Gunpowder Milkshake is a feature, but I'm going to watch it probably regardless. comes out Wednesday, so we'll have more time to watch it if you want. And Netflix. Yeah, and it's on Netflix. Yep. All right, uh, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I'm on Letterbox and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL517. That's J-S-A-L-517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Mm-hmm.